I'm not a knitter. I don't know how to make mittens. I just know that they're made and they're knit. What's wrong with you? What is this? Are you trying to trick me? By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am GamerDude. Thanks for being here for another episode of Storytime. Today's stories are going to be a little weird today. Not that they're not ordinarily weird, but these are kind of random stories today. We're calling this Random Musings because it's random. This is stuff that has occurred to me over the past year plus that I've been doing the podcast. And it occurred to me that there's really not a place for these individual memories. We all have memories from when we were a kid, right? You have a memory that a certain flower smell triggers a memory in your head. The smell of baked banana bread, for instance, reminds you of something. The smell of a wet dog might remind you of something that happened when you were a child. The smell of a certain tree at Christmas. They all trigger memories with us. And that's what happens when I do these podcast episodes. I come up with these stories and I tell you a story that has a theme, whether it's my mom's colorful metaphors or it's baking chocolate chip cookies or it's Dungeons and Dragons. I have plenty of stories because I've done a lot of things. But every once in a while I get these random memories and I go, oh yeah, I remember that. But what does that really tie into? What can we tell a story about, about this 30 second snippet that flashes through my head? Now, sometimes the 30-second snippet turns into a 30-minute episode, but sometimes it's just that snippet of memory, that flash in the back of your head, that moment that you recall from your childhood, but it's just a vague memory. I have a few of those. And so as they pop into my head, I write them down, and I figured now is as good a time as any to share them with you, because maybe it'll trigger some memories that you had forgotten about. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because those are like hidden gems of life for me. You have that trigger and you go, oh, I remember that. That was cool. So some of these memories do string together. Some of them are longer than 30 seconds. Others are just like that brief little, that little snap, that little pop, that little, oh yeah, I remember that. Like I remember Saturday morning cartoons. I thought about that actually this weekend. We wanted to get up early so that we could watch all of the Saturday morning cartoons. Because for us, when I was a kid, Saturday mornings, all of the networks had different cartoons on. And they ran cartoons for three or four hours just to keep the kids busy. Anytime your parents or your grandparents say they didn't use the TV as a babysitter, that's a lie. Because because the TV was a babysitter on Saturday mornings. If mom and dad were doing something, if they wanted to go somewhere, we kids planted ourselves in front of the TV and watched cartoons Saturday morning. Every kid did it. It's actually a shame that they don't have Saturday morning cartoons the way they used to because they had some really good entertainment on on Saturday mornings. We had Bugs Bunny and we had Tom and Jerry. Saturday morning cartoons is what gave us Scooby-Doo. For those who don't know, Scooby-Doo started as a Saturday morning cartoon. And yes, there's been major motion pictures and live action movies, but it all started as a Saturday morning cartoon for kids. So yeah, we had all that, and we looked forward to that. We'd have our bowl of honeycombs and a glass of orange juice, and we'd turn on the Saturday morning cartoons. The beginning of the end of those cartoons was when they started to introduce live-action things. I have a vague recollection of H.R. Puffin stuff. That probably doesn't mean anything to most of you, but some of the older folks who listen to this 
will remember H.R. Puffin stuff. It was some weird live action kids show. And that introduced us to, now here's another blast from the past, the Banana Splits. The Banana Splits were weird costumed characters that Hanna-Barbera, I think it was Hanna-Barbera, was trying to introduce as the hip new things that kids would like. The Banana Splits was a rock group of costumed cosplayers, I guess is the best way to put it. So that was one of the live action shows that I just have a vague memory of. I don't remember very much about it except the Banana Split song. La, 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 That thing stuck in your head. That was the original earworm, I think. It was that and one banana, two banana, three banana, four. And that's all I remember. <laughs> that's all I remember. But that was in my head, too. So that was one of the Saturday morning things. The other live action show that I remember, they introduced a show called Land of the Lost. It was a live action show. I don't remember anything about it except that it was some weird scientific journey with a family. I think it was a family. They went down a river into a cavern that took them back in time somehow, if I remember correctly. I don't remember any of the characters. I don't remember any of the actors. The only thing I remember was the wacky lizard people called the Sleezaks. Isn't it Sleezak or Sleestack? It was either Sleezak or Sleestack. I can't remember for sure, but they were... 70s era monsters so you can imagine how bad they were they were not good characters they were not good monsters and we kids at the time we didn't like them some kids did but none of the none of the kids that i hang out with liked those live action things give me bugs bunny give me scooby-doo that was saturday morning so i guess (laughs) so i guess my saturday morning memories are a little longer than 30 seconds huh So that's one of the random things that pops into my head as I get these episodes prepared. But here's another one. We were talking about this this past weekend, too. And again, I don't know why it came unbidden to my head, but I all of a sudden had the memory of mittens on a string. I don't know if that means anything to any of you guys now because I don't see them anymore. But when I was growing up, you could buy mittens on a string. What does that mean? Well, when I was a little kid, your parents would always put gloves on you or mittens on you. And you would always lose one. I was notorious for losing gloves probably for the first three decades of my life. Every winter, I would lose at least one glove or one mitten or one of each. So somebody had this idea to develop mittens on a string. And what that was, was that they were knit mittens. Say that three times fast. (laughs) So the knit mittens would have... A left and a right, obviously, although with mittens, how can you tell which is which? But the mittens were connected by a long string so that it was one unit. You'd have a left mitten and a long string that was probably four or five feet long, and then it connected to the other string. And what you would do is you would put your left mitten on. Before you put your coat on, you'd put your left mitten on, have the string go behind you, and put your right mitten on. So you had two mittens on and a string connecting them. And then you'd put your coat on. The result being that you had your mittens on, you had your coat on, and if you took your mitten off, you were at a friend's house, you were outside, you were doing whatever, and you took your mittens off before you took your coat off, the mittens would dangle from the end of your sleeves, and you couldn't lose them. It was a brilliant idea for someone like me, who always lost mittens, Until, of course, somebody yanked on your left mitten and you hit yourself in the head with your right hand. Then it wasn't so brilliant. But I haven't seen the mittens on a string in ages. And I thought they were a really good idea. 
And of course, the way my mind works, the mittens on a string led me to another memory, and this was a classic Christmas gift when I was a kid. You would see advertisements all over the place. Soap on a rope. You can see the logic, right? Mittens on a string, soap on a rope. Soap on a rope was a gift that they advertised at the holidays. It was a bar of soap with a rope coming out of it. I guess the theory being you would hang it over the shower head so that you wouldn't ever lose the soap. Not that there's been a large rush of lost soap in my shower or anybody's shower that I know of, but soap on a rope was a big thing. Every year, I remember seeing commercials for soap on a rope. I don't think I ever bought it for anybody, and I don't think I ever received it as a gift, but I saw soap on a rope advertised for years. I somehow feel that I missed out by not ever getting soap on a rope. This is another one that pops into my head every once in a while. Now, in this day and age, kids are rarely left alone. You don't put your kid at the playground by himself. You don't put your kid in the backyard by himself or herself. In this age of helicopter parents, it's rare that kids are by themselves anywhere. Somebody's watching them. But when I was little, my parents would put me in the backyard. Because, you know, where am I going to go? I'm two, three, four years old. What am I going to do? So they would put me in the backyard with the dog. They actually had the dog before they had me. Barney was the first family pet. Barney was a mixed golden retriever slash German shepherd. And I remember Barney. He had reddish golden fur, just like a golden retriever. But there was definitely a German shepherd quality about him, too. So Barney the dog was my guardian. And I guess when they put me out in the backyard by myself with Barney, I technically wasn't by myself because the dog was with me. Now, I don't know what was going on. I don't know if they threw me out there and then went about their business in the house. I was, I don't even remember anything about this. I don't remember being in the yard by myself. I have two memories that occasionally flash in my head. One that has something to do with Barney and one that doesn't have anything to do with Barney. The one that has nothing to do with Barney is me sitting in the garden and eating dirt. Yes, I was a brilliant child. This looks tasty. Let's try some dirt. And that led me to the discovery that my mom knew how to wash my mouth out. And this led me to the discovery of Listerine. Because when my mom caught me eating dirt, she took me into the house, soaked a washcloth in Listerine, and washed my mouth out with it. What a yummy experience that was. Because this is from the day before they had any of the flavored Listerines. This was straight hospital strength, yucky, medicinal tasting Listerine in little kid mouth. I couldn't have been more than two or three years old, but I remember mom washing my mouth out with Listerine because I was eating dirt in the garden. The other memory from being by myself in the backyard, and this was at my grandmother's house. And I don't remember exactly what happened because I I heard the stories years afterward, but I remember the the thing that I was doing, which was walking along the sidewalk, and I remember the golden red dog walking with me as we're walking along the sidewalk. Now, I don't remember where we were going. I don't remember why we were going there. I just have the memory in my head of the big dog walking with me on the sidewalk. It turns out, and I learned this years later, that I had wandered away from the house. They had me in the backyard, but it wasn't a fenced-in backyard. I was just sitting in the backyard playing. But I had wandered away from the house, and the dog went with me. And they looked out the back window, they meaning my mom and dad and my grandmother and my grandfather, were looking for me frantically because I was gone. I had just decided to wander off, apparently, and nobody noticed except the dog. Now, I don't know how far I had wandered, but apparently it was far enough to make everybody crazy. 
And they did find me, obviously. They found me. And they brought me home safe and sound. But the dog walked with me. And Mom always praised the dog for guarding me and my idiocy as I wandered away from the house at the age of, I don't know, two, three, four. How far back do your memories go? I don't remember exactly what happened. I just remember the image of that dog, that big red dog, walking along with me on the sidewalk. And it's funny, as I sit here telling you this story about things that happened to me when I was a little kid by myself, another one just popped into my head. And it's weird the way our minds work because I hadn't thought of this in years, literally years. But I remember when I was a little kid, the neighbor kid had one of those pedal cars. This may be a foreign concept to some of you, but they had cars that you would climb into and it had little pedals. And you would put your feet on the pedals and you would make the car move forward by pedaling the car. And it had a steering wheel so that you could steer the car as you were pedaling along. Now, back in these days, we would play next door and we would share toys and we would share things and we'd leave the cars out. We'd leave the bikes out. We'd leave all the toys out. We'd enjoy each other's toys. That's just something that we did back in those days. So this kid had left his car out and I went next door and hopped in his car. And for whatever reason, he had left some marbles out on the table that was on the family's patio. You know, little marbles. And the rocket scientist and me at the time, and again, what was I, four, five? I thought it would be a fun idea to put the marbles in my mouth as I was pedaling along in the car. Now, I don't remember the exact sequence of events. I don't remember how or why this happened. But I do remember starting to choke on the marbles. I don't know why I put them in my mouth. I have no idea. What the hell was I thinking? But I did. And somehow or other, my mom saw me choking on these marbles. And one of the great stories of my childhood is how my mom yanked me out of that car and turned me upside down and held me by my ankles and shook me until the marbles came out of my mouth and dislodged from my throat. She was scared to death after that. She reacted instantly to save my stupid life because I was such a moron putting marbles in my mouth. But afterwards, she was shaken. Understandably so. And of course, years later, because my mom was a very short woman, she was only five foot two, we always retold the story with her shaking me by the ankles. And because she was so short, my head would be banging on the ground. And that's what really dislodged the marbles. And who knows? Maybe that's what did it. Maybe that explains a lot these days, too. But yeah, that's one of those stupid things that you do as a kid. And it's weird just talking about the stupid things that you do as a kid and the stupid things that happened to you as a kid. That popped into my head for the first time in ages. The other thing that pops into my head as I walk down memory lane is the memories of smells and the associations they give me. Like any time I smell bacon cooking, it triggers memories of my mom's mom's house. Because whenever we went there, she would make bacon for breakfast. And there was nothing like grandma's bacon. Oh, it was so good. And it filled the house with such great smells. I don't remember anything else she cooked for breakfast. I don't remember if it was scrambled eggs. I don't remember if it was hash browns. I don't remember if it was pancakes. But I always remember the bacon. And anytime I smell bacon cooking, especially at home, it takes me back to my grandmother's house. The other smell I associate with my mom's mom's house is that musty smell you sometimes get in an attic or in a basement. Not the really moldy, wet smell, but that musty smell that's like old leather and stale lawn clippings and motor oil. 
If you've ever been in an old shed or an old shop, you know exactly the smell that I'm talking about. You can come across it if you go to certain estate sales, if you go to certain flea markets. There are certain times that smell pops up, and that smell always reminds me of my mom's dad's shop. Now, he died when I was very, very young, so I never really hung out with him in the shop, but I would go into the shop after he had passed for various reasons, to get tools or whatever. And that smell was always in the shop. It was a separate detached shop from the house. He had a little outbuilding off of my grandmother's house. And every time I went in there, that musty, leathery, grassy, oily smell filled my lungs and filled my nostrils. And it was just kind of a a homey, warm, comforting smell. I have other smells, too. Not quite so warm and comforting. (laughs) There is a kind of evergreen tree. I don't know which kind it is, and maybe you don't have the same association with it that I do. But there is a kind of evergreen tree that has a smell that reminds me vaguely of cat urine. I know it's not a warm, cozy smell, but it's just one of those pungent, acidic kind of smells. My dad's mom had those evergreen trees all around her house. And I remember those vividly, too, because every time we visited her, we would get that smell of those evergreen trees. And it was not always a pleasant smell, but it's a memory that I always associate with my dad's mom's house. So even odd smells, bad smells, pungent smells can trigger memories, at least for me. One of my favorite smells that always triggers memories is the smell of strawberries. And the reason strawberries are important to me is this. I remember, and again, very, very young, three, four, five years old, there were farms near where I was a toddler that let you pick your own strawberries. And my dad loved strawberries. If you remember the episode about baking in my mom's strawberry shortcake, he would go pick strawberries by the bushel so that he could have strawberry shortcake for as long as the strawberries stayed fresh. And I remember as a kid, we would go into the fields and we'd pick our own strawberries. And I would have these little green boxes, the little pint containers that you see in the store now. They would have those at the farm and they would give you the pint containers. And you'd go out in the field and fill up your pint containers with as many strawberries as could fit. So that's why I always associate the smell of strawberries with a good time, with something fun. It was always fun to go pick strawberries with Dad. And speaking of berries, one of the other berry smells that I love is blackberries. And the reason that I like blackberries is because there were some vines near our house when I was older. I remember this vividly because we would hop on our bikes and we would drive our bikes down to the river. River is an overstatement. It was really more of a creek, maybe a stream. (laughs) It was a small flowing body of water, whatever you want to call it. But there were vines full of blackberries growing along the shore of this stream. They were wild blackberries, and we would pick them right off the vine and eat them right up. Oh, that was so good. You don't do that stuff anymore. You don't see wild blackberries. You don't see kids hopping on their bikes riding down to the stream. But boy, that's something we did. And it was fun, let me tell you. So no episode of Random Memories would be complete without the random memory of the first dirty joke that my dad told me. Where this would fit into the pantheon of stories that I have, I have no idea, so I figured I'd just put it in this episode. My dad was a funny guy, and he loved to hear jokes, and he loved to tell jokes. 
And I don't know what prompted him to tell me the first dirty joke that he ever told me. Now, is it really dirty? No, there's no sex involved. There's nothing really dirty about it. But when I was eight years old, this was a dirty joke. And my dad was so delighted to tell it to me. The joke was simply this. What happened to the fat lady when she backed into the airplane propeller? Disaster. I'll let you work on it. It took me a while when I was eight, but when I finally figured it out, I was laughing hysterically. This was the first of what I figure are going to be a few of these random memory episodes because I barely scratched the surface of the random memories that I have. But I appreciate you taking the time to listen to them today. That's going to do it for this episode of Storytime. I can't thank you enough for all of your support and all of the time you spend listening to my stories and my random memories. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you. Bye.